Hello, and welcome to AntCast, a podcast by Ant Group that brings you deep into conversations with global thinkers, innovators, and entrepreneurs on groundbreaking technology and how they're shaping our lives for better or for worse. Your host is me, R.T. Warfield. I'm the head of communications for Europe for Ant Group. It's a company that believes technology can make our world green, sustainable, and more inclusive as long as we use it in the right way. So today for our podcast, we're talking about NFTs. NFTs stand for non-fungible tokens, and I'm sure many of you out there listening have heard about NFTs. Maybe you know about them, maybe you don't. What's all the hype? So today to talk about NFTs, we've got two amazing guests. First, we're joined by Brett King from New York City. He is a globally renowned futurist and an Amazon best-selling author. He advised the Obama administration on the future of banking and has spoken on the future in 50 countries in just the last three years. Hello, Brett. Hey, RT. I'm, uh, I'm grateful to be a part of this show. It's uh, especially being one of your inaugural uh, podcasts. So thanks for having me on. Thanks, Brett. And also joining us from Shanghai is Char Zhang. He is the chief designer at ETA, a blockchain-based content creation studio. Char is a NFT veteran. Uh, he's worked on multiple NFT categories, including music, esports, and charity, to name a few. He has teamed up with China's legendary rock star Ding Wu to create a multimedia NFT art piece. Welcome to the show, Char. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Brett and Char, uh, to get going, uh, to try to maybe help some of the people listening right now that never heard of NFTs, I thought maybe I'd uh, throw it over to you, maybe to give a brief explanation what is an NFT and what is the technology behind it? Let's start with you, Brett. Sure. Well, um, NFT stands for non-fungible token. So that's, uh, I guess that's a fancy way of saying that, um, you know, it's unique or um, irreplaceable, not uh, interchangeable. So when you talk about currency, whether it's a cryptocurrency or a dollar bill, for, for example, these are fungible. So, you know, a um, you know, a US $1 bill um, re- is exactly the same as another US $1 bill, and they represent a standard form of value exchange. Um, as long as you have one of these things, you know, um, someone will accept it um, as uh, for payment. But um, non-fungible tokens they're obviously not fungible they are unique they're one-off um, and so they have value particular to you know whatever the nft is specifically or um you know in some instances the value of that unique token may be defined by the contract between the two parties that exchange it or it may appreciate in value over time as that token uh, becomes more unique um, or um, you know demonstrates greater value so it's quite different from what we talk about when we typically talk about cryptocurrencies right so it's a smart contract that lives on the blockchain so i know char in your work you've been doing a lot of this kind of thing what is a real world application today that you can use an nft for yes thank you for the question rt 
Well, before giving some examples, uh, let me say a little about how NFT is unique. I think the biggest problem that NFT solves is that it provides authentication of ownership and the unique identity of digital asset. So this digital asset can be anything, a few lines of code, an image, a video, or even a meme. So basically any digital content can be minted as an NFT. So this gives us a lot of imagination for its application, not just digital art. Uh, for example, it can be used in both digital and physical collectibles. I would take di digital trading cards, for example. Before NFTs, there, there wasn't a way to validate the rarity of a digital trading card, and anyone can just download and copy it from the internet. So it's basically a dig digital image but now, now with NFT, each NFT digital collectibles has its own unique identifier on the blockchain. And each of them is a unique digital asset. So this gives rise to digital collectibles as a product. So there are many scenarios where NFT can be applied to secure and authenticate ownership of digital asset. As our world is becoming more and more digital every year, I believe NFT application will only become more popular. The, the technology is very, very interesting, very exciting. So I'd like to ask you both about this, and that is the headlines we've been reading about FTs have been about these you know, eye-popping sums of things being auctioned uh, for millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency. Um, you know, you know, people sold a piece, entirely digital art through Christie's for over, I think it was $69 million uh, this past March. So, um, you know, what I think a lot of people are wondering, is this just hype? Is this just people that have so much cryptocurrency, they don't know what to do with it? I mean, is, are they really worth that much? I mean, I'd like to ha have both of you weigh in. Let's start, let's start with you, Brett. What do you think about this? Well, you know, I mean, value of digital items that, you know, we, the, the early NFT collections, uh, you know, when they first came out, the first token, were valued small dollar sums, but you know now we're seeing, as you said, some extremely robust pricing. Um, but you know, uh, you ha we have to think that you know this is already um, you know a few years in the making um, in terms of the basics of NFT. We were talking about smart smart contracts. What we're really seeing is the emergence of a new type of marketplace. And so as that marketplace grows and more and more people invest, it's logical that the value of NFTs on that marketplace will improve. So the real question is, if we're trying to figure out a way to create value for creators that's sustainable, to right. ensure that ownership is uh, respected in the digital world and to differentiate different pieces of content or different tokens from each other, that needs to happen over time as the marketplace becomes more robust. And so um, what we're seeing some experimentation now but there, there's this is you know there's a long road to uh, this becoming a replacement for the way we think about physical ownership of uh, goods and services or content in the real world. We uh, we need to track ownership and and figure out a way of managing that in the digital space. So the 21st century is really going to be about 
economies that are really fully digitized wherever they can be. So high levels of automation in society, improved resource allocation, you know, obviously the use of artificial intelligence. All of these things are part of what's going to make economies successful in the 21st century. But we also need digitization of assets and digitization of value exchange. And so when you see the emergence of cryptocurrencies and NFTs, we're seeing a way of uh, economies being able to evolve to adapt for this full-time digital services layer. Um, so, uh, you know, one of the things to figure out whether NFTs are real or a fad is, you know, the size of the marketplace. The value here is really what people are prepared to pay. Just like, you know, people pay for Picasso because the, those items are rare. You know, the same principle exists in the digital world. Just because it's digital art doesn't mean it should be any less respected or any less valued. Brett, I think you're right that, um, you know, digital art shouldn't be any less value than traditional art. Having said that, probably just like in tr the traditional art marketplace, um, we would probably need mechanisms in place to discourage speculative trading. So, you know, so the marketplace can reflect the true value of NFT art and develop in a sustainable and healthy way. Okay, so that brings me to Char, and um, I wanted to ask about that. So we were talking about NFTs and art, uh, and um, so I wanted to know, how have NFTs changed the art world? Like, how is NFT art different from conventional art as we know it? From an artist's standpoint, I think NFT is breaking creative constraints for artists. Traditionally, artists and musicians needed to follow certain industry standards and guidelines set by galleries or record labels. For example, a piece of music needs to be a certain length and released as an EP or album and so on. But with NFTs, artists can combine different mediums together. Couple couple months ago, Eminem released an NFT that combined rap music with animated comics. The we can release a song combined with motion graphics as an art NFT. And personally, I also worked with Ding Wu, who is the lead singer of Tang Dynasty, to create an NFT that combines his experimental music with his acrylic paintings and motion graphics. I believe it's a huge incentive for independent artists to create their own digital art, and it gives everyone a way to monetize their creativity. Thanks to both of you for sharing your insights into all the incredible advancements and in NFT and blockchain technologies, as well as sharing with us, uh, you know, all they can do for us in the future. Concerns I've read about uh, in terms of you know using NFTs to launder money or you know other kinds of uh, speculations you know bubbles and these kinds of things um, are these concerns legitimate do you think Brett or uh, how can they be addressed by regulators what are your thoughts on this yes NFTs could definitely be used for money laundering 
cryptocurrencies could be as well. But the reality is today, when you look at real artwork and US dollars, they are used for the bulk of money laundering that occurs today. And so this is not like NFTs are suddenly creating a vehicle for money laundering that hasn't been available to criminals before. It, you know, it is just another example of the fact that we need to modernize regulatory infrastructure to better control financial crime or better limit that. Um, you know, regulations need to adapt, but more critically, the entire regulatory environment needs to evolve for the 21st century. The only way we're going to be successful at preventing money laundering and financial crime in the future is using more technology in the regulatory uh, arena. Right, adapting to technologies, new technologies, so to, yeah, not stifle Correct. them. Yeah, well, that sounds very, 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 very interesting. So, um, Char, I've been reading in the press, you know, quite a bit of criticism about the huge amount of energy expenditure needed to process some of these NFT transactions. So I want to know from you uh, whether these concerns are legitimate and uh, what your view is on this. Yes, thanks for asking, RT. There's a lot of criticism about NFT's carbon footprint. I think the problem about NFTs are not NFT itself, but the blockchain underneath it. So each transaction of blockchain requires a huge amount of energy for computing due to the proof of work model currently used by Ethereum. Through the process of minting NFT art, bidding NFT, and trading NFT, the audio files, JPEGs inside an NFT are being transferred from block to block over and over again. And the me mechanism of proof of work might not be the best solution for NFT. So the core answer to the environmental issues NFT is causing would be an upgrade of the blockchain underneath NFT. For example, the Ethereum 2.0 model is going to transition its proof of work model to the proof of stake model which is more energy efficient, which can largely reduce the carbon footprint caused by an NFT. Char, that's great to hear. It's good to know that, you know, these environmental concerns are all really constrained by technology and through technology, these uh, core questions and concerns can be alleviated. Thanks for that. It's really good to know. I think NFTs are a very exciting technology. But I wonder, is it because that I'm a technology geek? Is it just, is this just something for technology geeks to care about? Or is this something that goes beyond that, that can transcend that and has a lot of future purposes? Uh, I hand it over to you first, Brett. I think many people thought the internet was a bubble. You know, the, the concept that um, NFTs are just one day going to burst the bubble and it's going to go away doesn't solve the problem of the continuous evolution of technology. You know, as a futurist, I, you know, I need to, st you need to study history and human behavior to really understand how technology has changed the world from the Gutenberg printing press to electricity to, um, you know, the, the internal combustion engine. These are all technologies that at the time were treated like a bubble and were, um, you know, uh, uh, have become foundational elements of, of our economy, right? So um, 
if you look at it from a purely historical perspective, what we're seeing right now with NFTs is an effort to digitize the economy around you know, content creation and so forth. Now, when we look at the future economies of the world over the next 20 to 30 years, they are going to be, technology infrastructure is going to be probably the most important core element to the success of economies moving forward. You know, digitized supply chain, digitized currencies, digitized asset management, digitized resource allocation, you know, it's all part of what makes up a smart economy, smart infrastructure that's going to support these economies of the 21st century. And in this respect, when markets tend to treat things like NFTs as a thread or a bubble, or cryptocurrencies as a thread or a bubble, there is potential that they're actually, uh, you know, uh, affecting their own ability in the future to compete and trade at a global level. So, I know, you know, I don't know if it's a, a clear answer to your question, but I do think that um, technology is obviously here to stay. And I think the economies that succeed in the 21st century will be those that embrace evolution of technology like NFTs or like solar energy or like artificial intelligence is that to be successful in the 21st century, you're going to have to be pro the evolution of technology. Well, uh, I agree with Brad's point. I also think NFT is going to stay and keep evolving. From my personal experience working in the creative community, about a year ago, people around me barely knew about NFT. But gradually, more and more creators, designers, and artists that I know are starting to look into NFTs and also actively thinking about how to incorporate the technology into their works. So I think we will be seeing very soon that a significant amount of creative content will be released as NFTs. Great. Um, so uh, to wrap things up, if I had never heard of NFTs before this podcast and you know, um, I listened to both of your comments and, uh, uh, and uh, wanted to walk away from this podcast with one clear important thing that that people should know about nfts like what is the future of them or or, or what kind of information people should know uh, what would you want the our listener to walk away with knowing about nfts over to you brett I think the main thing with nfts for individuals is experiment um, you know put Put a few dollars on an, in an Ethereum wallet, buy your first NFT if you're a creator, try and sell your first NFT. Just, just try to get to understand the marketplace and how these things work and uh, um, you know, get comfortable with using a, 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 a crypto wallet. Um, because that experimentation may lead you down the path of an entirely new uh, career or proposition or um, you know asset uh, asset class for investment whatever uh, my only uh, suggestion at this point is just um, you know have have a, a, a shot at it experiment with it and see where it takes you you can't really lose that way um, but if you don't do anything then you may regret uh, the opportunity you had right now to get in on uh, the floor of NFTs as they become something really uh, fundamentally a part of our economy. Char, what would you want someone to take away from uh, this podcast about NFTs? 
Yes, I would also encourage people to try it out and be adventurous. There are quite a there are quite a lot of ways to engage with NFT, not just buying digital art. You can buy any NFT collectibles, trading cards, blind box, or play NFT game, or even create your own NFT. You know, just have fun with it. Because there is so much potential in the future for NFTs, and the earlier you take part in it, the more rewarding you will find it to be in the future. Well, both of you have convinced me that I need to try it, and、uh, it sounds like、uh, what we need to do is、uh, just experiment, have fun, give it a go, because it's the future. It,、uh, there's going to be a lot of、uh, future applications for NFTs going forward. So, Brett,、um, you have a new book coming out、uh, called "The Rise of Techno Socialism." Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I tell you, I, I, thank you for the opportunity. I'm, I'm grateful.、Um, yeah, so this is my seventh book.、Um, you know, I, I first started my career as a writer in in 2010 with my first book. But the real problem、um, that we tried to focus on in、uh, the rise of techno socialism is how will society、uh, be organised in this 21st century world with robots, with climate change, with increasing inequality, with pandemics, and the economic uncertainty that comes along with all of those things. And the real question we wanted to ask, as part of that, is how should the economy work? For citizens, how should the economy work for the average person? And so that's what the、uh, the new book is about.、Um, it's、uh, responsible capitalism, sustainable prosperity, and a, a positive, healthy, and happy future for all humans as an optimal form of humanity. The rise of techno socialism. Check it out.、Uh, sounds like I'll have to do a separate、uh, podcast with you on this when it comes out. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, anyway, I would like to thank my guests today. We have、uh, Char Zhang coming to us from、uh, Ata in Shanghai. Thank you, Char, and Brett King, futurist, coming to us、uh, from New York City. Thank you very much for joining us on the inaugural episode of Antcast. I'm R.T. Warfield, your host in Glasgow, Scotland. Thank you. Very welcome. Thank you, everyone.